Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Conspiracy Theory Cancina Corner podcast episode. Wow, that was a lot to say. I'm so glad I got through that. Jesus Christ. I did not think I was going to get through that sentence or that opening line. But we are back. Yes, I know. Go ahead. Laugh. Laugh at it. <laughs> it's a struggle. But we're here. Uh, we're doing this a day later recording. So it's probably going to be out a day or two later from when you're listening to this or watching it. But I appreciate if you are. Thank you for coming back. And we are going into our second part of the CIA discussion that we're going to be doing. Um, but first, I want to uh, have everyone say hello. So, Nick, what's going on? Anything new? Oh, not much, you. No, same old, same old. Just happy to be here. What about you, Cody? Nothing. Nothing's new. God, nothing. You guys bring nothing to the table. I just wasted not 10 once, seconds. <laughs> for nothing. What, dude? There's nothing to talk about tribe, this, dude. dude. The tribe ain't doing nothing. Can't talk about bats or just, you know. They did score some runs tonight, but there's nothing new with that. Other than that, I mean, I've been reading about stuff, so. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into it because I know in the uh, episode leading to this, we were talking about um, <laughs> everything about basically the kind of laid the Cody and, and Nick were laying the groundwork of uh, how the CIA kind of came to be, all the stuff that happened back in like World War II, kind of how they were created, you know, different aspects of what you know got brought into how they were formed, the president that you know inducted the CIA to be its own organization, different things like that. So if you haven't heard that, I would highly suggest you stop now, listen to that first, and then come back to this one because there's a lot that we're probably going to reference from that that's going to connect. So I highly recommend you watch that first. Um, that one's going to be titled, I believe, uh, it was the CCCP3, which should be the CIA episode. So it'll be before this one, really easy to find. But we're going to be going into the CIA and where they kind of they are today and kind of what's going on. Am, am I correct in that, Cody? Kind of like what they are now moving forward or what they were at the um, end of their inception. We're just going to kind of go over some things. We're moving down the timeline here. Okay. We're moving down the timeline. We'll go okay. through it. We'll go through it. All right. Sweet. So I know here in our list of topics that we're going into as far as our main chunk of the CIA, um, our first uh subject matter we're going into is family jewels which i personally have no reference to know what that is other than like music reference you know like different bands that have used that and like album covers and different things like that so either one of you like what are we getting into as far as family jewels how does that tie into the cia where does that stem from what do we got well the, the family jewels is basically just a bunch of declassified documents that were released okay by the cia that just get shed light on a lot of shit that they were doing that nobody really knew about kind of like gave you a peek behind the curtain as to what they're really doing it was okay. pretty much uh the one the cia director i think it was uh oh what was his name something Schles schlesinger was the last name i can't remember his first name but um he basically commissioned the reports for the next director that was coming william kobe and he passed it down to him and he pretty much just wanted them to and detail every <clears throat> everything that they could find that was outside the CIA's like that they were really like commissioned to do basically and then this spurred the this spurred like Congress to go and like do a set of a uh, set of investigations there's a church committee investigations in the Senate and then uh, I forget who what the name of the ones were in the uh, in the house but there's a set of investigations in the house that like spurred from all this stuff. Okay, so the family jewels thing is kind of the first thing, like you said, Cody, that kind of got brought to the light about the CIA that like people could like look into. 
Yeah, that's so. If anyone listening's ever heard of like MK Ultra, I've heard that reference and, before. Yeah, or you know, um, I think the cocaine, the cocaine thing was in there, wasn't it? A lot of well. shit uh, came from. No, the cocaine stuff was later because that was with Iran or stuff that we'll get into oh, yeah. later. That was after this because this was like, um, I want to say the church committee hearings were seventies. I want to say. I want to say 70, yes, mid-70s, mid to late 70s they were, um, when all this happened. So this was a little bit before that. But uh, this basically, yeah, a lot of stuff came out of this, like um, MK Ultra, the basis for that, different programs and stuff like that. Um, a lot of stuff. There's this thing, um, Operation Mongoose, that came out, and it was a lot of, it was all the ways that they were trying to assassinate Fidel Castro, all the weird ways yeah. they were trying to do that. Um, 132 different attempts, by the way. Yeah, really fucking weird, like, just insane ways. That's insane, because you got to think, if they made that many attempts, you got to wonder if, like, it's because they were such an organization, they didn't know, like, really how to function to get it done, and they were just, like, trial and error, trial and error, or was he that elusive, you know what I mean? Well, some of the ways they tried was they tried, they knew he loved scuba diving. Yeah. So they had bombs that looked like shells and placed them in his favorite, like, uh, diving areas. Wow. Trying to get to time it, you know, where he would be basically just exploded to death. Underwater and, IEDs. Uh, yeah. Wow. They they hired like his ex ex lover to kill him. Yeah. She, she couldn't go through with it while they were making love. That there one. Was, that uh, one probably would have worked. Honestly, that one probably yeah. would have caught him off guard because you got to think that's when his defenses are down. Even in that situation. Yeah. There was, um, there's another one that I don't know if they ever did do, do this one, but there was, uh, they wanted to basically replace vitamins that he was taking with estrogen pills. So that way oh, yeah. he would start <laughs> developing breasts and stuff like that and kind of lose his, like, you know, lose his beard, his they, manliness they and that. things like that. They were trying yeah. to get him to look less manly to the people so people would lose respect for him. Yeah. Because he lost his beard and was starting to grow, you know, boobs and stuff. Wow. They also tried to, I believe it was lotion or something to do with his feet. They tried to like poison him through his feet and that failed. They were working with the uh, Italian mafia too, to try like yeah. using the mafia to try to get to him too. And it just wasn't working, man. See, I never knew yeah. any of that. I knew they, they like made a lot of attempts to get rid of him, but I never knew the exact number. And like the, I mean, those you're not kidding. Those are some weird ass ways. Yeah. I mean, That's estrogen, I mean, that's a political move because you're basically trying to subvert somebody into basically losing their image and looking weak so that the people take yeah. over. I mean, that's 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 yeah. the long game. A, a good example how nuts he was, too. There's a story that Castro, when he went to the U.N. meeting, took the New York subway to the to the U.N. meeting. I remember you telling me that you we were talking about that. It wasn't phased by at all. Like he was not afraid to meet his maker. Well, that, and I think after 632 failed attempts, whether he knew them or not, I mean, you kind yeah. of feel invincible after yeah. that point. Like, what are they really going to do? Like, what, right. 633 is going to be it? Like, come on. <laughs> right. I mean, we'll get into it here in a minute, but we tried to, you know, well, I mean, it doesn't really have to do with Iran-Contra deal, but the Bay of Pigs, I mean, yeah, we, we, tried to, we tried to fund a guerrilla group in Cuba to try to overthrow them, and that, that failed as well. That was a fucking disaster. Yeah, wow. that's kind of what started um, JFK's rift with like the 
the intelligence community and stuff like that because uh, it was it was a plan the CIA put in place under mm-hmm. Eisenhower. Yeah, and Eisenhower kind of approved it, but since he was, you know, on the way out, when Kennedy came in, it was kind of already pre-approved and everything was, like, ready to go. So he just kind of signed off on it, and it was, yeah, a complete failure. He, it was an embarrassment for him. You know, coming in as a new president, you have this, like, this attempt to thwart the communists totally blows up in your face, and you look weak. So he was embarrassed by it and all that, and he fired the, uh, who's it, the chairman of the, uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff was one of the ones that mainly put his signature on this, like, mm-hmm. plan to go forward. And so he fired them, and they had, that's kind of what started the rift between him and the whole, you could almost say, military-industrial complex that was operating during the course. Interesting. Yeah. That's I really mean, interesting. If, if people don't know what Bay of Pigs is, Bay of Pigs is basically, it started, we bombed Cuba, but we we used... We had planes come from Cuba to Florida that were painted like Cuban fighters. Yeah. But they were American planes. So, like, the American journalists back when they did, like, honest reporting, like, were like, okay, these aren't <laughs> Cuban planes. These are clearly American planes that are just painted with Cuban colors because the whole thing was, oh, these are Cubans that are defecting. But really, they're just American pilots just bombing Cuba. And so we denied it massively in the un and all that stuff that we did not bomb them so kennedy there was supposed to be a second bombing that was supposed to shield the guerrillas that were going going into the waterfront yeah and protect them so they could get on land or whatever and fight and the whole thing was set up to try to get the civilians to like feel empowered to rise up against castro Mm -hmm. which is their whole their whole bias was just on an assumption that those people wanted to do that which wasn't the case but yeah. Kennedy, Kennedy called off the second bombing after the first one was just a disaster. We got called off. So these people literally just went there to die. Like they literally just went to their death. They, he didn't try to stop them even after he stopped the bombing. Oh, Kennedy told them like, listen, you're not getting any, there's no support from us, but they, they went out. So Things they, were already in motion and it was, were, yeah. so they just did that it on was, their own accord. It was like 24,000 guerrilla fighters tried to get, to that base and like 1400 of them died wow and i'm sure that was probably a lot, real a lot of them were captured too a lot of them were captured and you gotta wonder did any of them like did they obviously they were probably interrogated for information like who do you work for what's the reason for this blah 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 oh, yeah. did any of that come back to us like do you know anything about that or was it just like they they kept their mouth I mean, shut it came or... out later that the cia was funding these guerrillas well yeah naturally if you if you guys were talking about it i'm sure there was at least some Something yeah. out there saying that they did. I mean, that. you didn't know when it happened, but now with declassified shit, yeah, it's come out. That's crazy. Twenty four hundred over over half. Yeah, died. Died. I mean, hey, I give them props for still going through with it, even though they didn't have help. I mean, that's the definition of a guerrilla warfare type of person. You know, it's like there were no rules. Or... Oh, sorry. No, you're good. I mean, it's just that's what they do. I mean, I I give them props for still going through with it, but I mean, that takes balls. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Is a lot of those, the Cubans that were doing it really were like, you could say, <clears throat> for better or worse, whatever it is, they were like Cuban patriots and didn't want to. Those were ones that didn't want to see their country fall to communism. So yeah, that is why. Yeah, regardless, they were like, you know, we got to do this for our homeland. So 
Yeah, I mean, at least it's worth die trying. I mean, because it's like you're yeah. going to hate where you live anyway, and you're going to hate, you know, God knows what it's going to turn into. So it's like we might as well die trying because we might die later for worse reasons, you know, or minuscule right. reasons. Yep. Right. Damn. Yeah, I mean, the whole we, reason they set up that plan too was because they did the same sort of plan in Guatemala. And they, the, you know, Guatemalan people like rose up. That's why they just assumed Cuba would do it too. But, it's, you know, it's, it's wrong. It's a terrible it's a assumption idea. to make. <laughs> it's a good idea. It's a good idea to use the same platform if it worked before, but it doesn't mean it's going to work again. You never know. <laughs> so, I mean, we've adopted that in our own military. I've I've seen that and heard that when I was in the service. You know, the plans being put together for certain things that worked here, but it was a disaster here. You know, it's just like you kind of got to roll the dice. Yep. Yeah. I mean, look at Afghanistan. Exactly. They're still over there fighting. They thought we'd be able to just, you know, go in, prop up the government, then leave, and now look, we're still over there. Twenty years, something it's... later, or nineteen, whatever. Yeah, and that's almost a de- almost two fucking decades. About as long as how long was Vietnam? Was that? I think it was about two decades. I think it was about twenty. I think fifty-five to seventy-five. Yeah. Yeah, for, for I know the whole did... thing. Yeah. I know it wasn't until, like, what was, Gulf of Tonkin was, like, 64, 63, 64, where, like, we got heavily, like, militarily involved fully. I know before we were kind of, like, giving them a little bit of troops and training and whatnot, but yeah, it's the same shit. It's going to be just as long of that of that war in another year here. Anniversary is, was yeah. it August of 2001 or some shit? So it's like, or no, sorry, it would be after September, duh. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but... But, but still, point, we're, like, we're, we're creeping up to the two-decade mark, and that's crazy. Yeah. And yeah, what's crazy is that not only is it the two-decade mark, but like you said, um, whatchamacallit, this lost my train of thought. Okay, I got it. We're good. I got it. So <laughs> you said, like, the whole conflict of Vietnam, like, we weren't militarized for that entire time. For this one, we pretty much were militarized from the get-go. I mean, when that happened, yeah. we were, like, there immediately. So this is a full two decades of military operations for this whole yeah. conflict. And, and that's it what's was, crazy. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to get – you know, we're going to get back on track here with, with what we're talking about with the CIA, but the uh, the fact that I think people, when you talk about conspiracy theories and you talk about these things where, you know, the normal general public, you know, don't obviously dig into a lot of this stuff on a constant basis or, you know, forget things that are going on in the world and don't realize it until it's like too late or whatever, or it's still happening. Like we've been at war technically for 20 years. Like we're still at war, but because... Mm-hmm. It's not an active thing on the home front here. People have forgotten about it since the further and further we get away from being attacked on soil, people just whatever. It's happening there. We're at war, but we're not at war because I'm not involved. You know, it's like, right. it's just a weird we, thing in today's day and age, you know? We got friends who don't, don't, didn't believe we were at war until a couple of years ago where you're like, yeah, we are. We're like, <laughs> don't you to every president that runs, like, I'm going to pull more troops out of Afghanistan. I'm going to pull troops out of yep. here. Like, even Trump said that. Millions of troops. Yeah, even Trump said that, you know? Yeah. You know? And that, yeah, like we just talked about with that. He trying to want, want to pull troops out of Afghanistan, and then he gets, you know, he get, catches flack from who of all people was Cheney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these Cheney's same people one. cropping up who got us into this Afghanistan and Iraq war. For, yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. It's something that people really aren't conscious of but they should be because it's like these are our citizens that are going off and fighting and losing their life for for what like these are true patriots that are signing up to do something that honestly is a very patriotic cause that they believe in that takes a lot of fucking courage something more than i have it's just 
and they're going off and fighting in these causes that really don't do them the honor that they're trying to bestow upon the country. You know, it's really, I just, I wish people were more conscious of these things. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'll say one last thing on this and we'll get back on track here with uh, talking about anything more with family jewels or going into Iran. But I mean, even when I got deployed, you know, I mean, I was, I'm not going to say where, cause I don't want to give details and stuff like that because you know, it's, even though I'm out, it just, it's like one of those things. But when I was over there, it's like, you know, I understood why we were there, but at the same time, I'm like, why are we still doing this? Like the amount of stuff we did over there was good for the people that we were helping and training and doing the different things that we were doing. But at the end of the day, I was like, I was like, why? I was like, why? Like I've been here eight and a half months. We've, you know, done what we've done that we needed to do here. But at the end of the day, I'm like, it's just a revolving door. It's just a revolving door just to stay here. Like I can honestly tell you that we accomplished our mission over there. We did what we needed to do, but it's not fully necessary whatsoever. In my opinion. I mean, that's no, my I, opinion. I'm not talking big picture, sure. big military, anything like that. It's just my opinion. It was just like, when you see it firsthand, you know, unless I'm actually in like an actual firefighter incursion or dealing with stuff, like actually pushing back an enemy and you're in a certain place, you're just like, why, why? Like we could be home right now. We don't have to be here. Yeah, I can see that. It was yeah, just kind of when you get a second to take a breath. Yeah, it was just, it was one of those things. It was just weird. It's like, you know, especially since I'm over in a country where we were allowed to take R&R and do different things. And I'm just like, like, this is, if we're allowed to do this, then why are we here? Like, I I should, if you're in an area where you need to actually, you know, defend democracy and push freedom and get people help and do all these things that you're doing, but I'm allowed to like take leave and go to a hotel or do certain things or go take a day off. It's like, if I'm allowed to do that, then obviously this isn't that necessary where we need to be here. If I can take time off to go fuck around, you know, those two don't mix, you know, those guys didn't get that in world war two. They were there for a reason and they got the job done. Then they went home. You know, I'm sure they got R and R in the middle, but it's like, you're there for a reason. That's just my little two bits on that. But, uh, Okay, so Family Jewels, is there anything more we need to dive into about that? Or is that more just a generalization of, like, you know, the CIA's info and stuff we've looked into and stuff about that? Or is there more? Yeah, that? that's just kind of like the uh, official name of the yeah. classified stuff. Just to kind of set the stages. So that way people know, too, kind of the, uh, the like, genesis of where all the other stuff comes out from. Like we were saying, like, MK Ultra, Mockingbird, and different things like that. This is kind of one of the first events where these things are publicly, like, disseminated. Just so people get an idea of a good starting point if they were to, you know, start digging into this stuff. Look at, like, church committee hearings and stuff like that. Yeah, so I was going to say, if you want, like, a source for where we're getting this information, just Google CIA Family Jewels. And the documents will come up. You can just read them yourself. Yeah, I can guarantee any 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 of these topic subjects that they've um, that Cody and Nick have given me as far as like what we go over. Literally, if you type in any of these, which is why I kind of always state them. Like I said, you know, we're talking about Family Jewels. Now we're going to talk about this. Like Cody said, just type it in. There's a reason that they've given me that name because that's all you need to Google search, I would assume. Right, guys? Yeah, I mean, you'll get the general gist of it. Yeah, so if you're interested in anything we've gone over in the prior episodes or even right now, just type in that name that we're talking about, and I will do my best to always make sure I give you the topic name because that you can do your homework on so that you can, I mean, even fact check us. I mean, I would love that too. If people gave us feedback too, if you like rebuttal and we can talk about this through the comments on Facebook or email, we would love that. Because, Absolutely. you know, then we can share information and work on this together and figure these things out. That's So I will yep. do my best to give you that because I want people to do their own research as well. I just don't want you to take our word as like word of law, you know, yeah. <clears throat> definitely do that. 
So the Iran-Contra affair, what is that and when did it happen? Okay, so that is basically still, I know it says Iran-Contra, so you're not going to think that it has anything to do with Cuba, but it's basically solely about Cuba. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure this happened under Reagan. This was, Well, this had to do with uh, Nicaragua, too. Because it was the Sandinistas in Nicaragua yeah. that the, took over the government, too. So it had to do with part, part of it was Cuba and part of it was Nicaragua. Nicaragua, yeah. Because, yeah, that's right. Because they were trying to stop them from going um, communist, right? Yeah, pretty Con much they the were. Uh, the Contras were like the guerrillas <laughs> for Nicaragua. Yeah, Congress uh, passed laws, too, that they couldn't openly fund um, the Contras, which was the group fighting the Sandinistas. That was a communist group that took over the Nicaraguan government. Okay. So they passed a law saying that they couldn't openly fund them. So what the CIA pretty much did, and then Reagan ended up denying having knowledge of, which, you know, we all know is total bullshit. These guys all know what's going on, you know. But um, so basically they were selling arms to uh, Iran yeah. and then taking the funds and then giving it to the Contras essentially yeah it was under iran had seven american hostages so the deal was we'll give you 30 million dollars in weapons for all seven americans which is what was on paper in the u.s okay what we really did was we gave iran weapons and we gave them 12 million dollars and 18 million dollars went directly to the contras yeah Oh, so that's how the CIA cut that deal. They made it look like in the books we gave the thirty million dollars all went to Iran, but really eighteen of it went to the Contras, twelve of it went to Iran. So that's a way of doing it where they're like, we're not technically lying, but there's you know, under breaking the law that Congress set. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so like that first part of what we talked about kind of spanned the decades of like the fifties, and it really like from the late 40s to the 70s and this is like the 80s now that stuff's going on okay. under the reagan administration and all that because then out of that too they had in the um the mid to late 90s there was this reporter gary webb that came out with this uh series that basically was looking at the uh crack cocaine epidemic in like the la neighborhoods and stuff in the 80s yeah and essentially linked it to the trade routes that the drugs were coming in from the, the con there was basically the contra groups were using these routes and he was able to link the funding from the cia to the contra and the movement of these drugs and stuff like that so he was able to show a link of the cia so basic indirectly helping with the crack cocaine epidemic in the 80s you know specifically in like the la neighborhood and stuff like that because that's how the contras kept themselves funded yeah so like smuggling this could crack into the U.S. and basically dispersing it throughout L.A., which is where the crack epidemic took yeah. place. I was going to say, because that's, the, I mean, the 80s was rampant with that. I mean, it was all about just, you know, Compton, crack. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, crack, cocaine, and just chaos. So and the CIA was, they were able to basically, from, I guess you can say, a moral standpoint, take be like, listen, it's we're just supervising it. They're doing what they do with the drug. So that was kind of their, like, you know. Yeah. We, they knew they were selling it and where it was kind of going, but they're like, you know, pl I guess you could say plausible deniability. 
supervising it, they were doing what they were doing, you oh, know, on their own. It was a so, way for them to fund themselves without the CIA giving them more money. Yeah. It's like, oh, we'll give you this money to jumpstart, basically jumpstart a business. <laughs> it's it's honestly insane that, like, you know, you look at government and, you know, talking conspiracy theories and talking, like, dark things that, you know, the government does. And it's like they can do all these things because they're like, oh, you know, they put it under the umbrella, like, we're doing this for the betterment of the people. We're doing this for the safety of America. But if anyone in America does that, it's just illegal or, you know, mm -hmm. horrible or you're going to get burned for it or put away and stuff like that. But because they're government, they can do this because it's like, well, we have a bigger picture agenda. Like, you you know, you're not thinking big picture. You're like, yeah, this is wrong what we're doing now, but it's it's going to help us later. But if you use that argument as a normal person, it doesn't matter. No one gives a shit. You're just wrong. It's, it's really, it's really that they have a monopoly on power. That's that, the reason yeah. they can do it. Because if you, it doesn't matter what you say. What they really, they could say whatever reason is, but really, what it is is they have monopoly on power. They're able to just kill you basically at a whim, and because they're the government and have that authorized power, then it doesn't matter. So. Yep, and like we even talked about, like I talked in tie-ins from the last episode. You know, when when I, I didn't even realize, like, when you guys informed me of it, which I don't know if it's ignorance or what, but, like, when you said that the CIA was created as its own entity and they don't even answer to, you know, the commander-in-chief, you know, they can right. be consulted by him, but they're not under his umbrella. Yeah, and they have it's daily like, briefing yeah. for the president, but the president can't tell him what to do. Yeah, yeah, and then you think about what we're talking about right now with the 80s and the crack cocaine and dealing, you know, with all the, you know, different, you know, drug lords or cartels or whatever. And it's like they can just do that because they don't have to run it by anybody. And yeah. that's, it's just, it blows my mind. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I will, uh, I'll say one thing. If you want to know how all we know about the money and the funding, it was 1986. The arm, there was an arms deal report done. Okay. And that's what showed that only $12 million went to Iran and $18 million went to the Contras. And actually, uh, this guy named Robert McFarlane, who was, uh, I forget what the hell he was. He was one of did that. Did that come out of the Kerry committee hearings? Yeah. Is that what it was? Okay. I yeah. Cause so, that's yeah. the same with this, like, that's where this Gary Webb was getting the information from the, uh, the cocaine drug dealing oh, too, okay. which, yeah, so that had to be yeah the same Kerry committee hearings, which is John Kerry, incidentally, but because um, they've all been around for decades and decades. And but so people decades. actually went to jail for this. Uh, this Mc, McFar uh, Robert McFarlane, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North, four CIA officers, five government contractors, <laughs> um, were all found guilty. And they found that Ronald Reagan uh, got off scot free due to lack of oversight. Because yeah. it was that was because of what we just talked about, how they don't have yeah, to report which, to him. Which is it's interesting though, because McFarland, mm -hmm. that Robert McFarland dude, was one of Reagan's like guys. That was like his right hand guy that he told specifically to help find a way to help the Contras, because Reagan. Reagan actually, in a quote, said, the Contras are the moral equals to our founding fathers. That's what he thought of them. So he thought there was, they needed to fund them by any way necessary. So but he, he, there's a report of him actually giving this guy an okay to do what he's got to do, but he was found not guilty of this for lack of oversight. So probably because, yeah, he may, he may have said that, but he had no no control yeah. over like puppeteering yeah. the entire thing 
think you give a mandate so broad, like yeah. Just thought I'd throw that in there, so people actually did get arrested for this. So yeah, I was gonna say because I mean you got to wonder like how much that the CIA does when they do these operations or whatever they do in in any you know decade or any you know situation like how much they actually get like held accountable for what they do. Or if they, you know, get investigated and them as an organization as the CIA just throws people under the bus to, like, burn somebody so they can move on to the next thing. Like, oh, you're expendable. We'll get rid of you so that the public's happy and then we can move on to the next thing. You know what I mean? So they feel like they had a victory against us. Yeah. It's not coincidental, too. I wrote down here a stat I found crazy for the crack epidemic from 1982 to 1995 in L, California. I'm assuming mostly LA, but in Cal, the number of minorities in California prisons increased by over 400%. After that? Yeah, during that time period from 82 to 95. Because, that, that because of all the drugs. The, uh, that was during you, the funding. Yeah, the, the, funding the, the drug war. The war on yeah. drugs. That's because uh, that shit stepped up a lot under uh, Reagan. Because what Nixon started that and then under yeah. Reagan. And that's the other fucked up part about it. The hypocritical part is. The CIA is doing this and running these operations to fund these people, and they know that drugs are coming in, while simultaneously the federal government is punishing our own citizens in the drug war and just expanding its power, while it's basically feeding its own cycle to grow itself, essentially. It's almost – now, I know it wasn't the whole basis of the drug war because it's one area we're talking about, but you could see part of, you know, just the hypocrisy of it. And then they, yeah, they pass these laws that are basically nonviolent, uh, nonviolent crimes or whatever because you possess a bag of coke or a bag of marijuana or something nowadays. It's like you go to jail and shit and sit in jail for it. And there's not really a victim for those crimes or anything. It's just stupid. But you got to wonder if they're doing the same thing, like you said, with like the weed or whatever. Like with how weed is today, you got to wonder if they do the same thing where they arrest people. How many people are in jail right now for possession of marijuana or selling marijuana? Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, it's okay to do it, but these people are still sitting in jail. And it's like, did they do the same thing like they did back in the 80s with the cocaine where they're working with these cartels or doing whatever as far as pushing marijuana and stuff into the country for other stuff that they're trying to, you know, handle outside of the country? Is it possible that they're doing that too right now? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. If you, I think that's part of the reason we're still in Afghanistan is you know how much opium or the poppy plants are in afghanistan there's just a ridiculous amount it's one of the world's biggest suppliers of it yeah and opium production has increased exponentially since our military has been over in occupying afghanistan which is weird so, because we have an opio we have an opio opioid de- epidemic right now but we're we're also holding back everything that we're not allowed to give to the people because of the epidemic so it's, it's kind yeah, of yeah. interesting how that all kind of like Seems, mm-hmm. you know, too much of a coincidence. You, you see these things in the past that they're doing, and then you kind of see modern-day things. And if you take a step back, really take a look, you could see the same pattern going on. It's like, hmm, there's, yeah, something <clears throat> here. Something, something fucky's going on. Yeah, That was a huge reason why we wanted to lay this groundwork. So that, I mean, just like this, you can easily connect it to things that are going on now. Same sort of tactics, just like we talked about. With Bay of Pigs in Guatemala, they used literally the same tactic. One was a success, one was a total epic fucking failure. I mean, look at you could look at that. Another modern day example is Syria with Obama was funding Syria, the yeah. rebels against Assad, and then what did the rebels turn into? Fucking ISIS. Yep. 
because they <laughs> so had the money like, and the weapons and everything they needed, and then it yep. just twisted into a monster. And they're just like, oh, let's just let let's just let these Americans think they're doing some good. We're going to take their technology. When we think we're good enough, we're just going to turn around, and give them the finger, and then do our own. Yep. And that's how it's been going in the time. Yeah. So yeah, you see these same patterns. Well, it's, I don't even know that a lot of people don't know that. It's just they don't care to look into it. You know what I mean? Like they just take well, right, that's what, what I mean. they yeah they just take what they hear from the president's or you know the news's mouth and they just take it as you know face value. But it's like you have to look at like how we got to that point. You know, yeah, he thought he was doing something good, and then those people took advantage, and then they were like, well, like Nick said, we'll just act like this is all normal, act like we're helping until we have a fucking one you know leg to stand on. And fight back with, and then we can be like, ha, fuck you. This is what we actually wanted the entire time, and you helped us get there. So now you get to deal with this. And it's like, like what we talked about, you know, with the CIA being created. You know, it's like, I guarantee you, as much as I wasn't a fan of Obama, you know, I did vote for him the first time. I did in the second. I will be honest about that. I wasn't a huge fan the second time. But, you know, I mean, he probably regrets that as well. You know, it's like creating a monster you didn't mean to create or did. Who knows? You know, I'll assume he didn't. You know, for, no, who knows, dude? With his ego, I, any listen, I don't care if you're Republican. With any of these people, any they're of all them. fucking corrupt. Oh, oh all yeah. of them, yeah. When you leave office and you say that you're proud that you never had any issues as president, and there was never any uh, scandals Scandal. while you're president. That's a lie. When you know you basically funded and created ISIS. There's a Fast and the Furious shit, like selling guns to the. We, drug we can go on and on with any president about the scandals that they fucking do. They all do shady shit. Even Trump's got his own yeah. with the genocide in Yemen. Yeah, he does. I, I that's the that's the main thing that always rubbed me the wrong way with that guy was he said, "Oh, I'm so proud. I never had any scandals," when they're fucking everywhere. Yeah, I mean, IRS scandal too. I don't, I don't, I don't care who, how great you are as a president. You know, I mean, everyone's going to have some shortcomings as far as like yeah. some dirty shit you did. Like I was had scandals, dude. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, he did. But it, it, you know, people don't care about it because it gets overshadowed for the fact that, you know, he, you know, freed the slaves and did all these things. But it's like every president is, has fucked up in some way. We're all human. You know what I mean? Like, I can't fault them for being human, but I can fault them by their actions. There's a difference. And exactly. it's just, it's one you of those things. You can praise when they deserve it. You can criticize them when they deserve it. Yeah, exactly. That's but fair. that's that's why fair you're, everybody. that's part of that position. You know, you're supposed to be held accountable for what you do. You're the leader of the free world. You're not going to be perfect, but, you know, it's just one of those things where we have a lot of p political problems right now, and I'm not going to get too much into it, but people get so upset, and it's like, you have to remember, these guys are still human. Hate them or love them, they're still human. Like, what would you do in that position, you know? Like, you have to look at it from that aspect. The jobs in the world. Yeah. Yeah, especially... Well, my gears, you can't be in the middle anymore. Like, people force you to pick a side. That is yeah. a problem. Oh, I can tell you, like, problem. Yeah, Trump's economy is good, but the shit he's doing in Yemen is fucked up. Why, why can't I have the, that position? Yeah. I do, just yeah. I can't say like you gotta love him or hate him. Every single thing he does, like no, you gotta love him or hate him. You can be you can be in between with with every every president. It started honestly. I think that started, and we're we're gonna get into the next topic here with uh, our next subject, which is Operation Northwoods. If anyone's interested in looking at that before we start talking about it, but um, it, I mean that's happened with every president. I think it honestly started around right after Bush. 
after his second term, that's when it started getting really heavy into like, you have to pick one side or the other. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's when it started getting really heated. Then you had, you know, it went from Bush to Obama then it went from Obama to Trump and it's just getting worse and worse and worse where there's no gray area. There's no, like, I can't be third party. I can't be nothing. It's like, you're one or the other or you're dumb. That's just how it is. Yeah. They act like life is just black and white. There's no gray area. It's like life is very like there's a lot of shit going on a lot of different variables going on all the time like yeah there's no way you could just be that extreme like it's just it's not it's it's not doable and like you said nick no pun intended legitimately right now in this as of august 5th 2020 it is literally people are thinking it is black or white like not to bring race into it, but that's yeah, like yeah. the that's the climate we're in right now, where there's a lot of race issues, and it is literally the people are looking at everything as it is black or white, plain and simple, one or the other. There's no in between. And like everyone says, if you don't have an opinion one way or the other, you're part of the problem. And it's like they're forcing you to feel like you're just yeah. like worse if you don't like one or the other. And it's, it's just insane. Line, silence is yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like no, I can see one party argument. I can see one part of their argument. Like. Yeah, it's, that silence is complicity. It's a very, uh, it's a very dangerous statement because you know, once you you get in the area of rape, the silence really complicity. Then I mean, that's a yeah. I mean, it's just it's nuts. And then this is why we talk about these conspiracy stuff because there's so much going on right now. Like even I don't know if anyone saw on the Facebook page I posted a video. It was kind of like as a joke, but almost like a like a like you know, open your eyes. Like this stuff is happening. It was a video where. It showed a guy talking as if he was the government talking to the media and the media was like, hey, like the people are getting like suspicious, like they're starting to figure stuff out. And he was just like, oh, I'll just give them this and they'll be busy for hours. And it was like, you know, oh, aliens, oh, COVID-19 or, you know, whatever. And it showed him like playing with this ball of yarn like he was distracted. He's like, yeah, they'll be distracted for two days and then we'll throw something else at him, you know, because that's that's what they do. Or no, it was TikTok. TikTok was the big thing about Trump banning TikTok and everything like that. And it's like that's that's what these people don't understand is that the government and all these people are putting out pushing issues that make that matter nothing, but they're coercing you into thinking that that's the thing you need to worry about right now, so that they can do what they need to do while you're focusing on this bullshit. And that's all about manipulation, which is why I typed I, I titled the video "Manipulation from the Top" because they manipulate you from the top with something they think you care about. You'll focus on it, and then you don't even realize in the next couple of days. Oh wait, what happened? That didn't happen. Like TikTok didn't get banned, so now what? And it's like, what did you miss in that time that you were worried about something that didn't matter? You know? Then you gotta go back and yeah. look. And it's just it's a really good teaser for Mockingbird, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean it's just, it's one of the things we we could even go into that first or we can continue on on the list. I'll let you guys decide. And we could let Nick give a little overview on Northwoods. Okay. Well, so it's just um uh, it's basically just another operation we we go through that, you know showing what the government was willing to do through kind of painting that picture we did in the last episode of the cold war of this the paranoia that was going on and the lengths yeah. that our government was willing to go through to stop communism and so northwoods was like a set of plans that uh i think it was it the cia mm-hmm. i think it was the cia uh they drew up with was it the joint chiefs of uh, joint, staff yeah. they joined i think they drew it up with them too or those two groups did. And basically it was just a list of programs that they wanted to go through, extreme programs, 
um, to kind of get American sympathy to go invade, I think it was just invade Cuba and take that over, basically, to get it away, you know, out of Soviet hands. So some of the shit, one of the things we're going to do was stage an attack on Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay, since that was down there. Basically okay. just stage that and get sympathy for that. Um, they were going to have homegrown terror attacks in, like, Florida, specifically because the Cuban um, migration from um, the Cuban migration from there, yeah. So they wanted to basically sponsor terror attacks from there. Um, they either wanted it to be um, Cubans themselves doing it to Americans, so that way it looked like it was communist infiltration, so we had to go fight them. Or they wanted Cuban refugees to get killed themselves, so that way Americans would be like, oh, we got to step up and do something for these refugees. Kind of like, you know, refugee crisis nowadays. Yeah. Patterns there. Um uh, what else did they have going on? Oh, they were going to use... um, air, uh, uh, Basically, they were going to get MiGs, Russian MiGs, which this did never go off because getting a Russian MiG is, was extremely expensive then. What is and that? It was basically, what's that? They what tried is to it? make one. They tried to make an American... Did they Russian try to make one? Yeah. Well, what, I know they were trying to on it. It just wasn't feasible. Yeah. What is a Russian MiG? Because I don't know, and I'm sure some people listening probably don't Come know. On, what... dude, haven't you ever seen Top Gun? Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen Top Gun. It's one watched... of their jets. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, the I just fighters, yeah. trying I'm to help the average listener. Top MiG, dude. <laughs> Sends I've them home. Top Gun, but I've he keeps them. foreign communications, dude. <laughs> Flipping them the burger. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen that movie. I've watched oh, it many man. times, but it's been a while. I can't reference it, but I, I do know yeah. the movie. We literally tried to build one, but it wouldn't fly. So this, and obviously we couldn't just go yeah. over there and take one. <laughs> yeah. So they were basically just going to stage mig attacks on you know yeah. US like aircraft carriers and shit like that, and pretty much just these were the links they're willing and ready to go to. They brought this this plan fully ready and everything. And just needed Kennedy's signature. And Kennedy pretty much was just like, he read yeah. through it and he's like, no, we're not about to fuck. He wasn't willing, willing to kill Americans. No, he's not wanting to Good. kill American citizens to start this shit. Like, Good. Which kind of stemmed his whole thing another... for his second, his second term. His whole thing was he was going to <clears throat> end the Cold War and he was going to uh, disband the CIA. Yeah, that was his, that, those were his two main goals for his second term. Was it shattered now because he didn't get too much into his. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. Didn't get into it at all. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you look at we're talking about all this like misdirection that the CIA has been doing to gain, you know, progress into their operations and everything, and then he wants to disband them as one of his things, and then he gets you know popped in the head out of nowhere, and they still haven't figured it out technically and it's like hmm you know so, from an organization that doesn't have to answer to the president and all of a sudden he got popped after he said he wanted to get rid of him it's very interesting before we get into some of the theories i, I was looking at some timeline stuff here and i didn't know cody if you want to before we get into the theories i can lay out like kind sure. of when some certain events happened right when he got taken out so right around i think it was late october or something I think he had a press conference saying that he was going to withdraw South Vietnam. Oh, yeah. Then, between then and I think November 2nd, or I think it was November 2nd, the uh, leader of South Vietnam at that time, and the military generals in South Vietnam, were to get rid of him. 
But Kennedy didn't want to actually kill him, get rid of him. He said, if we're going to get rid of him, let's move to safety or something like that. Well, that didn't really happen. The <laughs> intelligence community had other CIA basically arranged the assassination of this dude. So then basically it fell in Kennedy's hands and what he wanted to do, he was this is why his second term he wanted to do this with the intelligence community too, because he was like, No, fuck this, we're not gonna be just, you know, having them sabotage this and just keep So I guess there was um <clears throat> so after that the guy got assassinated. They found out he found out about this found, between then and I think November twenty second is when he got assassinated. So November second is when the South Vietnamese president was and November 22nd is when Kennedy got assassinated. So between this time period is when he finds out that the CIA and the intelligence had something to do with the assassination. Then he also had, oh, let me find this because I was looking this shit up earlier too. National, National Security Action Memorandum 263. So basically what this was is his uh, Secretary of Defense, McNamara, basically wrote this up and what this was was a declaration to be out of Vietnam by the end of 65 like no matter what that was it so kind of coupled with all these things where he wanted to get out he I don't know how much of an impact the troop withdrawal of a thousand troops really had to do with it it might have been a because it kind of was campaign you know because that's what he got shot in Dallas when he campaign trail yeah but so you kind of see he had the memorandum basically signed and ready to go. He wanted to get rid of the intelligence community, but specifically the CIA, and I'm sure he went down the powers and everything they had going on. And then he found out they assassinated this dude. So you see between then and the you got a kind of a context where a conspiracy can Okay. So I just kind of wanted to paint that picture before we get into kind of some of the theories and stuff, which I know Cody's got uh, some good details on that. A few. I got a few. Yeah, let it rip, but Before man. we got into it, I want, I want to, no, I, before we get into this, I want to, I want to, I mean, obviously you've heard theories. Uh, what is your theory? Everybody has one. I, <clears throat> there's numbers here that 80, 80% of Americans believe that there's more to the story than Lee Harvey Oswald. 80%. <laughs> So as far as you want to know my theory as far as why he got yeah. killed? Do you think there was two shooters? Do you, you know, I honestly think when I, when I've gone into this, my, my personal opinion is that it was an inside job. I never knew from what facet I never knew, like as we're talking about it now and we're connecting CIA and the things like that. And, and yeah. I, you know, I didn't honestly know that he wanted to disband the CIA. So that yeah. made me, that re, kind of reworked my whole thought process on my theory, but I always knew or thought, you know, believed that it was an inside job because there was no way that anyone would be able to pull that off just, you know, willy-nilly randomly, you know, especially, you know, regardless of the era, regardless of the fact that he drove with the top down and, you know, it was a wide open shot and everything like that. There's, there's no way that someone can get popped like that in that type of area. And from where it was from, it had to have been coordinated from the inside for some reason i never knew the reason i never dug into why or you know came to a conclusion as to oh it could be this one or this one or this seems makes sense i don't know i'll be honest about that but i always wholeheartedly believe that it was from the inside and someone was rubbed the wrong way and got rid of him especially since the fact that he did not get into that second term you know what i mean yeah 
So that's okay. that's as much as I knew of it, and that's as much as I believed because there was so much wrapped around it that it was like I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because it can go into so many goddamn different directions that like I'll just get confused. But I was like yeah. I will stick to my guns and know that I know what happened from the inside, and that's all I believe because that's that's as far as I want to dive into it. Yeah. So I feel like that's how most Americans feel. Yeah. Or most people feel, you know, like definitely something felt like it was not right or not you know the full story was told exactly but never really went into it enough to form their own opinion on what they actually think happened well i spent like seven hours on this yeah see that's what i did not want to do (laughs) yeah i know nick dedicated a full day to it too so not fully to all these theories but just kind of some of the stuff surrounding it like i said some of that stuff i would pay that's why i wanted to kind of paint that picture I want to give the air the like really the con because context is really important, especially when you're looking at history and historical things. Absolutely, things don't just happen again. Things aren't just black and white. You know, it's no. there's shades of gray and everything. And especially when you're looking at history, there's you got to look at the context of everything going on. So that's why I kind of want. So. Yeah. All right. I guess we're gonna get into this. So. Buckle up. I guess everybody knows Lee Harvey Oswald that was supposedly the lone shooter on, was at the 16th floor of the book depository in Dallas. Grassy Knoll. Well, that's a different area, but there's a theory of the Grassy Knoll. Yeah. Um, so we got three shots off in like 5.6 some seconds from a Kakana rifle, which is very difficult to do very difficult bolt action yeah so at least two seconds of that was you know re- reloading yeah so, so for adam so because you want to let the people at home know yeah that's uh you're loading up each bullet yeah there's a full motion that you have to do to get that round back in it's not automatic so that takes time yeah, yeah. um so i'm not sure which theory we want to get into first but I guess we'll get into the triangular, triangular, triangular theory first. A lot of people think that if you look at the pathway he took coming down Elm and turning onto Houston, yeah. those are the names of the streets. If you look at where Oswald took the shot from, because I do believe Oswald took a shot. Um, when he's coming down Elm, you're painting the picture where like, say you're looking out a window and you're looking straight out and there's a road in front of you, literally like a car is driving right at you. That's how Elm is. Kennedy's uh, motor gate is coming straight at him, which would technically, if you're a shooter and I think you can attest this, Adam, that's your perfect shot. You got a car going 11 miles an hour coming at you. You can take a shot. If you miss before they can speed up and turn, you have a second shot. Absolutely. So if you look at the way this is set up, once they turn down Houston, there's a tree. The 16th floor was just above this tree. So he had to wait for them to get down Houston, which I think it was only like 200 feet, but still he had to let the car get away further. And then he took the shot, which to me is weird. If you're trained and you see an opportunity coming right at you, why wouldn't you take that? So that's where the whole triangular thing comes in with the grassy knoll, like you said. There was a grassy knoll on Houston, 
right before this rail yard mm-hmm. and it was fenced in. So there's a lot of theories that there was a, another shooter behind this fence waiting so that when they took the shot, one was coming from the back, one was coming from the front. So they were going to be able to get them basically in like a triangle. So that's one, that's one of the big theories, which obviously you've heard of, because you heard of the grassy knoll. Yeah. That's one of the main ones that everyone always yeah, that's talks one of about. The big ones. Um, see obviously there's a zabruda film you know that is no that's like if you've ever actually watched the kennedy assassination you know you can like that one's yeah you can youtube it and yeah you can literally like it's, there's a it's pro- you've probably seen it i'm yeah. sure you've seen it i've seen it a couple times it was a long time ago but i have kennedy gets shot you've seen the zabruda film i mean it's yeah the film of it. i've seen it yeah so that was just from a guy on the sidewalk just happened to be recording yeah um, and he sold it to Time Magazine. And there's a lot of people that say, you know, that's the evidence that this, the CIA or the intelligence agencies never thought we'd get out because obviously it was just a civilian just happened to capture it, which is crazy when you think about it. Yeah, that is, yeah that's, that's a big coincidence. Um, yeah. Right place, right time. But so to go along with the triangular theory with the grassy knoll and the book depository there's a lot of like okay how would they know when to shoot like because those shots are so close together yeah there's a guy if you watch that film there's a dude with an umbrella he's called the umbrella man now that's like a whole theory in itself too a lot of people get really crazy with this guy because they say there's like a gun inside the umbrella that like shot Kennedy in the throat. And that's... Like some James Bond shit. Yeah. 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 Like super spy like. So people get like really crazy with these ideas. I I just can't believe that. Which is why, like, like why I said I don't want to dive down that rabbit hole because when it comes yeah. to JFK, there's so much. There's like, so many different theories. Yeah, that I don't even know where to even start. Sense. There's a few that actually make sense. Yeah. Um. But the umbrella, where the umbrella guy is standing, is like right where the shots go down. So it's almost like people are thinking, like, okay, maybe he was standing there on like a ninety-degree day in a suit with an umbrella open. He's the only person, like, with an umbrella. Like, why? And that's the well, mark. Could he have been a mark? Yeah. You know. All right. When he gets here, taking the shots. Yeah. You can't really prove that, obviously. So. But yeah. it is strange. It is, it is a strange coincidence. That's one of those coincidences where you start to question shit when you go down these roads. Like, mm-hmm. there's something fishy there. there. There might be something there. Um, so that's basically that theory, the triangulation theory. Because I truly, I truly believe when you look into that, that is plausible because the shots come so close together and you have the perfect shot lined up with a car coming at you at 11 miles an hour for at least a quarter mile Uh and you don't take a shot then you wait till he gets off at a 200 foot angle from 16 floors up driving away from you sorry it's much harder shot i think your chances decrease massively i don't know the statistics on that but i would just assume that the only army training than anybody and then that's what i'm gonna bring in here the only reason that i would think someone want to take the shot like okay so he's coming at you and, and you, you like you said you want to take that opportunity you know what i mean like it's it's coming at you but if he's going away and then you take it everyone's gaze is towards him that way away from you 
and he's behind. So no one in the car can identify who shot. No one watching because they're all focused on JFK is going to see. If he's coming at you like this and you shoot, A, his wife or whoever can see where that came from because they're going to see like, oh, he got shot here. They're going to look right to the right. You know, obviously in a frenzy or, you know, your husband dying, you may not think that. But, you know, going from a tactical perspective, that's, you know, kind of what I'm thinking as to why he wouldn't have or whoever would have taken that shot straight on because when it's away, everyone's looking away, everyone's he's away, all that's happening, and then you right. can duck out before everyone turns around and finds out where it came from, you're gone. You know what yeah. I mean? That's the only reason I Makes could think sense. that you would take that shot from the distance of behind. Turning around, there's a lot more windows to try to decipher through. Exactly. There's too much going on, and by the time they flip around after all the chaos happens and the screaming, you're gone. Yeah. And and Which another is, thing is too is that you know when when you're when you see someone and you've got your shot lined up, you can sit there and time it out, time it out, take your breathing, wait for that moment, you know, cuz if you just go at once, you could fuck up the whole thing. You yeah. know, so you have to like judge for wind, judge for and you know, like you said with the with the weapon he was using, that's a very hard shot to make. Yeah. You know, so another thing is like making sure you got the right moment. Maybe it could have been too breezy, maybe I mean there's so many so many variables as to you know everything going on you know sun glare you know all that shit i mean you don't know because you know unless we were the shooter you don't know what he was thinking or dealing with in that process as to why he waited but that's just my personal opinion as to why you would take it from behind as he's going away as opposed to right in front of your face could have been anxious too i mean you're about to assassinate a president you know could have been nerves i would imagine the dude's nervous as fuck that's that can't be something that I would imagine anybody can really be, you know, nerves of steel doing about no, to kill a president. Because like, even if you even if you believe that this is the right thing to do, like that's a that's that's you know, no still, pun intended, that's a hard trigger to pull, you know. It's it's hard yeah. to pull the trigger on something like that mentally and physically to to carry that out. You know, a lot of people think, you know, when they wanna you know, we talk about conspiracies and these people that wanna overthrow governments or overthrow leaders, you know, it's like they may believe that, but when you get put in the moment that's a lot to stomach and swallow down, you know. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's a big thing to actually like do it in that moment, right? Because that's when the reality. Say, Oswald did have military training. You know, he wasn't just some civilian who decided he was going to shoot the president. You know, he does have some training with with <clears throat> with rifles and stuff. Yeah, and you don't want everyone looking in your direction when you take that shot. Right. You don't want them in Which that that a vicinity. Good point too, because nope. the car right behind Kennedy was full of secrets. Secret Service agents. That's what I'm saying. That's the only reason I can think that he would do it in that way. Yeah, which makes sense. Um, <clears throat> but like I said, he's got military training, so there's no reason to think he couldn't make that shot because it's definitely plausible. Yeah, it's definitely plausible. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> now there's there was three shots taken. So like, that's what they say. Oswald took three shots. Um, there's reports from Secret Service agents, and I feel like there's a governor of Texas that was sitting right in front of Kennedy. Yeah, it's the governor um, of Texas. They heard what they what they all call the firecracker, because they think the first shot missed and hit the pavement. Yeah, because there's eyewitnesses who said, you know, they thought somebody threw a firecracker into the street, like as a like celebrating, which is what the pop was. Right, and there's Secret Service agents who say it was I, it was the Secret Service agent that was actually in the front of the car. 
of Kennedy's car because I guess Kennedy said, "My God, I'm hit." Because you can see in that Zapruder Zapruder film too, where he kind of where if you were thinking about when that first shot was through, he yeah. kind of almost winces in a way like that, where he might be saying like yeah. like Cody said there, I'm maybe hit. like a fragment of the bullet hit his like hit him in yeah. some way up in like the head or the shoulder area. And then the second shot comes, I mean, damn near right after. And that that's the one that hits him right right in like the back of the neck and comes through his throat. And this is where like the whole magic bullet theory I was trying to explain to you about yeah. comes in. Where it comes out of him, goes into the governor, into the back, right underneath the armpit of the governor, through like shatters his yeah, wrist. Through and shatters his rib and then comes through and hits his wrist and shatters his wrist and then lodged in his thigh. So like the bullet took like a crazy path, which is plausible because when a bullet hits things, it's going to bounce around and do oh, yeah. crazy shit. You know, it's not just a straight shot through everything. Yeah. And they said where that the governor's seat was in the car too. It wasn't normal front and like where your back seat is perfectly lined up with the seat in front of you. What is it? It was like off to the side a little bit. It was kind of offset. To where the trajectory of the bullet, yeah, even with a little bit of bouncing around, it yeah, it that. was a limo, so they were kind of like captain chairs in a like a van, you know, where that second row is just two two chairs and like there's an opening, yeah. But those they were kind of like right against each other in the middle, so he was sitting lower and more in the middle, so that's how it went through his throat and it just like caught him in the side because when you watch this Zabruta film, like the governor turns this way and you can see his mouth open. Like he just got shot. Yeah. Yeah. You can so definitely like, tell his wrist is like, yeah, and his wrist goes like completely limp. Like the, the video is crazy. But so then the last shot is the one where I think a lot of people have an issue with the conspiracy because obviously it's the kill shot. I mean, you, yeah. watch, you can watch the film for yourself. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It enters through the back of his head, supposedly, and then explodes out his front. If you've seen the video, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's clear as day. Um, we can get into this theory, and this is the one that I think is actually, like, this is what I think went down. Okay. Um, that I think Oswald took two shots. I think he took the shot that missed, and then I think he took the shot and he hit, and then he got the fuck out of there. There's a lot of eyewitness reports from people down who were on the street that day and people in the cars behind him that remember the smell of gunpowder. Okay. Which if you're 200 yards behind and you ain't smelling that, up, you ain't smelling. No, no. Nope. And there's like, I want to say it was like 22 witnesses that say, yeah, we smelled, you could smell yeah. gunpowder in the air. And there's one a of good them, amount of them. Was one of them a formal former colonel that was like behind he was like two or three cars behind um he was i forget his actual position but it was something like that yeah where he was even like listen that you're smelling that like that because he heard the he heard the the first shot as well that missed the firecracker and he knew wait i want to say he was like two or three cars behind but i think he was like a former colonel or something in the army yeah um, and he was one of the ones too. He was like, I could smell gunpowder in the air. And he's like, I wouldn't be smelling it. That was like his testimony. I wouldn't be smelling it if it was the guy who was in the building. It would have had to have been on the ground floor. And he's, he is one of the people who claim to see that this, there's a secret service agent 
who had an AR-15 who supposedly was looking back towards where the Oswald shot came from. But some backstory on that. So the Secret Service for Kennedy that day, the night before, they all went out to a strip club until 5 a.m. And the guy who actually was in charge of the rifle that day, the AR-15, who sat there with the rifle at his feet in case anything went down like this, was technically the mechanic slash driver. So he should have been driving. The only reason he was put in charge of the vehicle is because these Secret Service agents were out till 5 a.m. and had to be up and reported by 7 a.m. Wow. So they were in no condition to handle a firearm. So they put him in charge. So this is where I think it could kind of get into divine intervention where this guy claims that he saw the guy pull out the AR-15 and turn back. And that's when he turned back because obviously they, he knew that was a sign. And that's when they heard the third shot go off. So there's a, what's that ballistics guy's name? Do you remember his name? That Howard that, dude? Shit. No, I know I got it in one of the things here too. Howard, uh, Howard Duvall or... Um, was that Australian Howard Donahue? Howard Donahue? I think that's what it was. So it's crazy. You got to you got to think that it almost feels like, and this is going back into the, like the whole tactical, strategical thing, that Lee Harvey Oswald was literally the distraction. He purposely missed that first shot to cause a panic. Then he shot the next one to wound, so that he wouldn't be able to like get out of the car or do anything fast. And then when everyone was in a in a tizzy, freaking out that person can secretly take the shot to end him out. So the first one's panic. Second one's injury to keep him from running. The third one's kill. That's, that's what I think too, Adam. But actually while he was saying this, I was kind of thinking about it and I was kind of thinking about that first shot that missed. I'm almost, I almost started thinking maybe the secret service, it was put into motion. The plan was put into motion by the CIA with the secret service. Cause all these guys are all, you know, they all travel the same circles. They're all part of the same and they all know the same so I, stuff. Yeah. So I think it was put into motion by them. I almost, like I was saying, while he was sitting there talking about this, I was thinking, I wonder if because they knew that first shot missed, the Secret Service guy was back up to make sure that kept Because they say, too, that the bullet that hit him last and exploded his skull was a hollow point. There was no way it was a... Uh, That's what uh, I was getting to. There's no way yeah. it came out of that Kakana rifle. The bullet, no, no way. The, that Howard dude, which is what I was getting to, that Howard... Uh, Donahue is, I believe is how you pronounce the last name, is a ballistic expert. And I guess back in the day, CBS actually did a test with marksmen trying to see if any of their marksmen could hit the same shot that Oswald hit. He's the, only one, everything. He's the only one who could do it in the time frame Oswald did it. Um, but he did his own little personal investigation and found like the bullet entry wound from the back of his head was way too small for a Kakana rifle bullet. Way too small. Like the bullet itself would have just left a bigger hole. And he's like, you know, you don't have a bullet act one way where it goes through two humans and then the next one, five centimeters within entering, explodes. Which is what a hollow point does. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, if anyone if 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 anyone listening that's the that's a big one you see with people with hollow points. You know, you shoot a watermelon, the watermelon just fucking explodes. Yeah. That's a hollow point, you know, or you yeah. can just shoot straight through with an FMJ, which is what would have came out of the Kakana rifle. 
Yeah, because hollow points when they when they if for anyone that doesn't know weapons or guns, hollow points like Cody said when it enters the body or enters anything, the minute it enters, it fragments out and goes like this. As to point to a regular round, like you said, with the FMJ, which would be considered a full metal jacket, it enters in the body and it just goes in. It's solid. If it hits bone or something, it's going to ricochet and shred stuff. With the hollow point, the minute it goes in, it goes in and goes like this, which is why if it entered in like there and it came out Kennedy's forehead, it would blow up like that because it immediately shreds in the body and it's designed to shred immediately before hitting something. And those things are dangerous. Like shotgun shot. <laughs> yeah, it basically yeah, enters your body, enters your body as a bullet, but spreads out like a buckshot. Yeah, yeah those shrapnel just fucking shred oh. everything. Yeah, which honestly would be the only thing in in that era. I think the only people that would have that type of stuff would be government officials and different people like that, because I don't think anyone had access to hollow points back then, as far as like normal civilian use. I could be ignorant on that, but I would assume they probably they probably had access to them because I don't think. I don't think gun control laws were as uh, stringent as they are nowadays. Yeah, but I'm saying I at least as far as private sale. No, I'm 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 saying I'm sure they could get it, but I don't think it was probably widespread for civilian use. Yeah. But I don't really know what the civilian market was like either. But I'm sure they had access to it though, even private sale and stuff like that. I'm sure yeah. a gun out a gun retailers or whatever you know sold. Yeah. yeah. So basically this Donahue dude does this whole investigation talks to the guy who did the autopsy to get because where it's reported the entry wound is was actually false and the guy who did the autopsy told him he's like it's like four more inches up because he was trying to trace where the bullet came from yeah because he said even if it came from his rifle it would have blew out the other side of his head not this side of his head because it explodes right when he gets in it doesn't travel and bounce around off anything yeah. So it would have blown out the other side of his head at the angle he shot from. So I get so he traces this bullet and it happens to go right over the back left side of the Secret Service car, exactly where the guy with the AR fifteen is sitting. Hmm. Exactly. Like yeah. literally that's where the thing traces right over to. So he put out his own personal investigation report where he claimed that he thinks it was an accident because this guy was the driver. Yeah. And when he turned to locate, because in the reports, all the Secret Service say guys say, that gun is fucking hot. Like, it, when you pick it up, you pull the trigger, it's ready to freaking go. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean, you're trying to protect the president. You, yeah, you're detailed for the president. You ain't driving around with where you got to cock a gun and get Right, which no. this the guy who was in charge of the gun said in his report that he had to cock it, which everyone else on his team said was not true. He didn't have to cock it. No, there was one. And in actually, the one of the guys on his team said that when he they heard the third shot and turned to look, they first instinct was that he had fired his the AR. Yeah, that's what he thought originally. That oh, he fired back at someone. So this guy's report, he basically says that he thinks he turned, located where Oswald was, picked up the gun, and because of the commotion of everything, there was agents on the car jumping off the car, so the car is kind of moving around, just happened to pull the trigger, and Destiny just took over, and fucking, it just happened to hit Kennedy right in the fucking head. This guy claimed it as an accident, but the Secret Service, because the way the Secret Service acted after this is pretty fucking weird. Like, they're literally trying to cover it up. Yeah, they were rushing the autopsy and everything. They weren't even. They didn't even let the um, the was it uh? Because I know it's Texas think, law where the a pa- a dead patient cannot leave the hospital 
unless an autopsy is performed. Yeah. The Secret Service said, basically threatened the doctors, like, you can either let us take them or you can die. Like, <clears throat> yeah, that's right. Because then they um, they took them to that was one and flew them. They flew them to Washington. No, it was that one in Bethesda, Maryland, or whatever. It's like the Naval Hospital or something. Yeah. It's basically like their own, you know, their yeah. specific hospital, essentially, where they can kind of control them and see everything. And then, wow. to get even more like the way they acted about it, there was the two doctors performing the autopsy. Yeah. And in all their testimony, the doctor's testimony, they were like, yeah, it was like, doing it in like a classroom because there was like 30 people there that shouldn't have been. There were army personnel, secret service personnel. I think they let two journalists in and a couple photographers, every photo that was taken during the autopsy and the notes that the two reporters took were turned into the secret service disappeared. They've of course. never been released anything. Of course. And it's all in these guys' testimony. Like uh, the one photographer said, yeah, I turned my stuff over to the secret service. And they asked them if uh, if the journalists took any notes, and the photographer said, "Oh yeah, they wrote a book. It's like they were writing books, like what, um, documenting what was happening." None of that stuff got released. And what was it? They fucking tried to make the one doctor put fragments, because the one doctor put that he found like fragments of bullet, like from a hollow point, because it would explode. So yeah. there's fragmentation all over the place on his. They had him put some sort of, I don't know what kind of metal it was or something to make it look like it wasn't a hollow point or something. And the doctor testified to this to the, what was it? The fucking, uh, what was the report called? The Wiener um, or something? The report on the Kennedy assassination yeah. that? or that? Like the the Warren Commission. Yeah, the Warren Commission. That's what it was called. Okay. So they testified. None of that made the report. And the report just basically says there was one shooter, Lee Harvey Oswald. That's what the Warren Warren Commission. Yeah. Like I said, he he wasn't just the distraction in the situation. He was the distraction as a whole. Yeah. Because there's no way. You know what it reminds me of? And we're going to get into this in the next episode where we tie this back to Hollywood. Yeah. Because the CIA doesn't have a presence in Hollywood. It always reminds me of the movie Shooter. Oh, yeah, because that's a great reference. Mark is the distraction for them to take out a political person, and then they frame it on him. They literally hire him, and there's a lot of things that the CIA, because Oswald was a communist Russia lover, supposedly, that uh, the CIA basically kind of not told him to do this, but encouraged him to do it. And it's interesting when you look in that the FBI had all this information on how Oswald, that he lived there, that he worked at that book depository, they did not tell the Secret Service about him, that he was on the wanted watch list and everything. And so the Secret Service didn't, there's like 2,000 some windows that span that area where he drove through. Yeah. They didn't search a single window because they didn't have the resources nor a threat to even bother checking. Which is, which is which bullshit. is bullshit. Because yeah, they knew he was driving. Because when he when he said he was going with the top down that day, the only people that would have known that would have been the people surrounding him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which means that they're like, oh, we can't check the windows. Get the fuck up there and get ready and wait yeah. for it because he is not no cover over his head. You know, it's like yeah. that. There's no way because why would he say to the public like, hey, going on a parade today? 
keeping the top down, want to let yeah. the air through so I can see everybody. It's like right. he didn't do that. He just decided that there's no way you could set that up so fast because he made that split decision choice. Which makes another theory could be, did he make that choice? <laughs> Was he encouraged? Oh, Mr. President, it's such a beautiful day. Why don't we go with the top down? It's true. Mm-hmm. But either way, no, no. either way, no, that, no way. The election trail. Yeah, either way, it still pushes the fact that like no one else would have known that except the surrounding people around exactly. him. Regardless if he was coerced, if he chose right. to, like the public didn't know. Yeah, so I'm I I'm pretty convinced on that theory. I think that the Secret Service agent, I I could totally buy into the fact that they did it on purpose. Like the guy took the shot on purpose. I can't. It's too. hard for me to believe that nobody saw him pull the trigger. You know what I mean? Even though there's Secret Service agents that say their first instinct was that he had fired the AR. Yeah. But the whole the 22 or 24 witnesses that say they smelled gunpowder, that's the biggest indication to me there's a second shooter. No matter what theory you believe, yeah. if you're not smelling that gunpowder if you're far away, you know? like. Yeah, not to mention, yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, obviously, you're like you said, there's no way no one could have seen him take the shot, but that's the whole point of you know, Oswald, you know, hitting the street and then hitting him and then, you know, giving all that chaos. No one's going to be looking for a shooter. They're fleeing for their lives. Yeah. That, and it's kind of like you just laid out in the first, why wouldn't Oswald take that shot straight on? Well, because everybody could point him easily. So Mm -hmm. if he takes that shot from the back, from a distance, people are going to panic and obviously look towards the shot. Okay. Which direction do I need to run? Like, where's this guy at? So everybody's looking that way, and this guy's looking this way with the AR, takes the shot, and just happens to turn back this way, like, shoot, turn back up, act like I'm returning fire. But really, I just took out the president, which was what the plan was. Yeah, because even if he made that shot from inside, if he made it from inside, I mean, even though it's daytime, it's very hard to see, but with older weapons, sometimes you can see it. There's going to be a muzzle flash. So even if someone's not – like, they're looking at, like, the president this way, and you got a window up here – if you hear a shot, like your peripheral is going to see some type of blink or bang or right. something. You're going to have directional. Like when you're at a sporting event and you see cameras going off. Like you're watching the field, but you could see cameras going off around you. Like Exactly, which is why I'm convinced that he purposely timed it and made everyone look away so he could take it, cause chaos, and bounce. Yeah. And then, like you said, leave it for the next shooter to go take out what he needs to do his business and then just – claim you know plead the fifth i don't know what the hell happened which that howard donahue dude was known as like one of the best ballistic experts in the country when he did this personal report and he was fucking ridiculed when he put it out of course shocker we talked about whistleblowers and how they're treated oh yeah, yeah. anyone that comes like, out with the truth with hit with his theory on this and how the cia acted afterwards not letting anybody but their people touch him I can I can totally see how that was a plan put in by them. And then there's E. Howard Hunt, who was a CIA agent, who was part of that whole Bay of Pigs thing we talked about earlier. Yeah. On his deathbed, said that he was involved in the JFK assassination. On his deathbed or right before he died? On, on his, on, it says on his deathbed. That's what the, the way it read. Wow. So. But you got to also wonder too if that's if that's another thing like hey you're about to die just do us the solid and say you were part of it because you're about to die anyway so it takes the heat off of us you know what I mean could be could yeah. be and who knows like what condition he was in mentally if maybe his family was kind of telling him 
and he just kind of believed it himself, you know? Yeah, he I mean, never... you could coerce somebody, but, I mean, it's real easy because you're about to die. Like, what do you care anyway? You're just like, yeah, I did it. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Either way, he's part of that dirty organization that did it anyway, so. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he's not – he's still guilty regardless. Yeah. Wow. But, yeah, just... those, are, those are the two big theories. Obviously, I mean, I told you which one I believe. Yeah. So – I mean, it's it's interesting. I'm I'm gonna dive into it more now that we've talked about it. You know, and now that I've kind of given like you you guys laid it out and how I like you know analyze like why he would do that from my perspective, it makes it more interesting for me to want to find out. Yeah. But uh, it's it, there's just no way. There's no way that it wasn't an inside thing from you know Secret Service, CIA, somebody because it just you know it's back in the day it was easy to do something like that and make it seem believable. Like if you tried mm -hmm. to pull that off today, no way in hell. There's no way in hell other than the government really, really hiding it and making it so blatant that they're hiding it. There's no fucking way. You know why it definitely yeah. wouldn't work out? Cell phones. Cell phones. Yeah. Surveillance. Everybody's, everybody's fucking recording everything nowadays. Like, this Sabruta, if we didn't have this Sabruta film, like, everyone would probably, outside of the people in Dallas, everyone would just be like, yeah, Lee Harvey Oswald, he killed him. Yeah, there'd be nothing. Sabruta film, the fact that you can see his fucking skull come off his head, you know it's a different shot. You know, yep. you can, we and they yeah. all talk about this. We don't know a shit ton about ballistics. Like, we we shoot, you know. Yeah. Obviously, you were in the Army. I have a CCW. Nick, all right. I can't wait. because of this. I can't, you know, I can't exercise my Second Amendment right. You know, that's just what but our government does. It's fucking bullshit. Even when you watch the Zabruta film, you can tell it's a different caliber coming out of a gun, that last shot. Yeah, you, you can, can hear the difference. Hear it. You can hear the like, difference, and you can see probably physically from his body the force of impact. You can see it for sure. Physically, yeah. Yeah, the but force of impact. Sound-wise, you're like, it just sounds different. Yeah, you're like, that's a different gun. That's definitely a different gun. Yeah, so... That's why I'm fully convinced that the whether it was an accident and just pure fate took over that day, or if it was planned and executed like you were talking about, I still think the Secret Service agent is the one that took the final shot. Yeah, and if not him, somebody that was connected with them, right. for sure. Because there's no way. There's just no way. And I mean, it's... <laughs> It's one of those good notes to end this on because, I mean, that is like the, the bane of one of those things that we still probably, like we talked about in last episode where you said, you know, 60 years and we finally got the truth on this or, you know, whatever. I don't think yeah. legitimately we will ever get the truth on that period because no. No. the main thing about that is like you can talk about other conspiracies or other things the government did and, you know, they can come out and give you the facts or declassifieds and whatever and, and they can roll it off the shoulder like, ah, well, that was long ago. Like, I don't care about it now. The, the American public wouldn't give a shit. But if you came out with something about JFK proving that we were the ones that killed him, our own people, it yeah. to this day, if you came out with that, it would be hysteria. Because no. then everyone would be like, well, everything that we've done since then, how can I trust you on any of it if I found out about that? You know, and it's like it would just cause a total disruption of chaos. In 2017, Trump released uh, 2,800 classified files on the assassination. I mean, nothing really I remember that. from it, but I mean, it was a huge yeah. deal that he had all those files declassified. Yeah, I remember when he was talking about that, people were like blown away that like that was even like a conversation. You know, and he was trying to make a point to show that he wanted to, like, show the truth for what it was as much as he could. And it just. Well, he was good friends with John John, too, Kennedy's son. <clears throat> so he probably was trying to give him some closure, too, as well. 
Well, as far as dead. that fan, well, I meant like as far as the family. Like even if he's dead, it's more of like a spiritual closing yeah. thing. Like yeah, I, I know, know he's I dead. I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's he's... a whole other conspiracy that maybe later on we'll get down. Whether that whole family is a conspiracy, the Kennedys as a whole is a conspiracy. I mean, Pretty the amount of tragedy, just, uh, the amount of this country's ever had to a royal family. Yeah, and the amount of tragedy that has befell them. That's just like how, like how, like what, like there's, <laughs> it's just, it's nuts. I, I, I don't want the Kennedy last name. I can safely say that because I, my life expectancy would be this much. Unless you're Arnold. Yeah. Unless you're Arnold. <laughs> it's the only reason that. Ain't they divorced now? I think so. But like that Bill Burr, that, made. that Bill Burr skit about the American dream. Yeah. yeah. I think I'll marry Kennedy. There's no fucking way you're going to marry Kennedy. Bam! He does it! Then he says he's going to be a movie star. You can't even understand what he's saying. He does it! He becomes the biggest blockbuster of all time. And he's gonna then run he decides he's going to run for office. From a state, state that he can't even pronounce. And he wins the election. <laughs> Uh, Bill Burr is fucking great. What was he said? What, what was the He was like, how many of you think you can go to another country, be an immigrant, lift weights, be famous for lifting weights, learn the language, marry into their royalty, and hold public office? He's like, how many <laughs> lifetimes would you need to do that? I'm on my second attempt at Rosetta Stone. How can I judge this man? <laughs> He's like, I lift weights. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> Bill Burr is fucking hilarious. He's a classic. If you like conspiracies, honestly, and you like someone talking shit about like the stuff going on today, I highly recommend Bill Burr because he really kind of like lays out like the the no bullshit thoughts of like anything. Yeah, he calls out a lot of things. So when like me being like big into like you know hearing these guys talk about the conspiracies, I will say he is a great one to listen to comedian wise because he just cuts straight to the chase and it, and it's always fun to hear because you're like yeah I do think that that is I think yeah. exactly how you feel and it's it's a good outlet. So if yeah. you ever need a comedic side on things, definitely listen to him. And Bill Burr, if you're listening for whatever microscopic of a chance, I love you, bud. We you should you. sponsor us. <laughs> but do yeah, an interview with us. yeah, do an interview with us. I'll, I'll shoot you an email, long shot, but we'll see if that happens. I may have some chance in COVID. Who knows? He's sitting at home. I know that for a fact. Sure. But um, I just want to set up the next episode just so people know what they're getting into. Yeah, that's actually what I was going to set you up to do. So lay it out, man, right. before we close this um, up. So basically next episode, we'll get into Operation Mockingbird, which I kind of, you kind of did a good job teasing in the middle of this. Yeah, indirectly. Basically <laughs> about the media being hired by the CIA to manipulate stories and stuff fake news it's yep. a real thing it's been going on for quite some time decades and decades and then we'll get into mk ultra and that's mockingbird and mk ultra kind of go hand in hand and how the cia shape shifts uh hollywood and the manipulation and all that manipulates the public through movies and tv shows and other things yeah music music and everything it all it'll all tie back together which is what we were talking about, you know, when I when I freaked out and said, "Oh my God, it just it's all coming together." It's like it's you buckle up, buckle yeah. up, because I am getting weirded out by all the stuff they've been telling me of how much it connects, and and it just it's it's a lot. It's a lot to really handle, and and I'm looking forward to it. Is there anything you want to set up for next episode, Nick? Before I start closing this thing out for the people? No, the same stuff. I'm just getting to that next episode. Be right. a fun time. <laughs> 
crazy things you would never think of. Disney movies. I mean, everything. Oh, there's a lot I can get into Disney. A lot of shit's going to change. A lot of shit's going to change. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's interesting to where we're going. I mean, we're talking about all this stuff now, and then you look at the political climate and the way the world's going where people are just tired of hearing bullshit and tired of hearing anything from the top, whether it's government, you know, governors, anybody. They're just sick of it, and people are starting to take to the streets, and it's just very interesting to see where this is going to go because I feel that this is going to be a huge shift into – Everything that we're talking about, how they got away with it before and how they still have been using it, people are starting to get sick of it and they just are done. They're done. Mm -hmm. No matter what they say, truth or not, they're like, I'm just going to voice my own opinion, feel how I feel, and screw all of you. And that's why there's so much destabilization right now within, you know, people's beliefs and what they're, you know, trying to defend for themselves between, you know, cops, you know, doing dirty shit, you know, government doing dirty shit and it's just very interesting to see where this is going to go. I feel like we're in a huge change in uh, our society right now as far as like stuff like this and people are not, they're not having it anymore. And we're going to see where it leads. You know, I mean, this year continues to go on. One, one thing I want to tease in here um, as we're wrapping this up, as far as current events goes, because soon I'm going to start, I want to start with these guys. We're going to do like current events that kind of tailor into like stuff that can be conspiracies. I don't know if anyone's familiar with what's happening in Beirut right now in Lebanon, with the big, yeah, Lebanon. yeah. With somebody I heard uh, decided to say uh, Barrett Lebanon, and I had to correct them and say, "You mean Beirut, Lebanon? I'm pretty sure you mean Beirut, but okay." No, Barrett. Yeah, Barrett, Barrett Lebanon, but yeah, Beirut, Lebanon. With their big explosion they had that leveled like a huge part of the city. I don't know if you've seen it. I don't know the exact details. From what I heard, there's reports that it was a massive cache of nitrate that the government had been sitting on for a couple months, maybe a couple years, and they were instructed, you know, you need to get rid of this, you know, and it doesn't take much to set this off. This is very unstable. Lo and behold, the fireworks factory was blowing up, which it did, but I don't know if that's, you know, happenstance. Yeah. And next thing you know, boom, Leb you know, Beirut and Lebanon just gets fucking mushroom clouded. So there's a lot of stuff going on right now that I want to get into after we delve into our CIA stuff and, and get into these conspiracies about topics because i don't want to get into that now because it's too soon we don't know the details but we're going to look into it so we could prep for that yeah. but definitely there's look more forward coming to, out every day yeah there's more coming out so as we go into this past stuff then we're going to try to you know pepper in a little bit of current what's going on because yeah. a lot of interest file ring we got the maxwell case yeah there's a reason these yeah. there's a reason these guys brought this topic to my attention as far as conspiracies because in my opinion this is the year of conspiracies because it's just too much. There's too much I mean, that's just weird. So much fucked up shit going on already with this year. So yeah, and it's it's, it's a year of conspiracy fact, dude. Yeah, pretty much. A lot of these conspiracies are coming to be true, and I think that's what's sparking people going, okay, like, what the fuck? Yeah, maybe what? Alex Jones wasn't so wrong. Alex, <laughs> you know, <laughs> me and Nick could talk about this. Alex Jones, growing up, he's like the conspiracy guy. Conspiracy it's guy. A lot crazy of this coming out now. It's like he was talking about fucking years ago. Yeah. It's just crazy. crazy I mean, especially with the Epstein and Clinton stuff and their connections and all that. And like now you see it come out like, it's like, yeah, maybe this guy wasn't such a nut job. Yeah. No. I just watched one of his broadcasts the other night and I sent it to Nick because we were just chilling and I was like, oh, let's watch this. Because I've never sat down and actually watched a full Alex. Oh, Jones. really? You know, the funny clips. I've never sat there and watched a full two hour. Yeah. Alex Jones it's interesting. And Every once in a while, because it is entertaining, but I cannot do. You can't do prolonged periods because it does get like it's. Ooh, we need to take a break. Like, do it every once in a while. But it was funny. The shit he was t like saying. I was telling Nick. I was like, God, 
a lot of this fucking makes sense with what we've been finding out, like a lot of it. And literally Nick like paused it or something and tried to go back. YouTube had taken it down. Yeah, it just completely just they censored it like right then. And I was like, I think I was like five, five, two to five minutes like from being done. He was wrapping it up. So I hit the refresh button. Yeah, it was gone. Yeah, they said they said this video or this account has been removed. Which is insane because like it's why if he's a crazy conspiracy guy, why would you take a shit down? Yeah, that's what he's I'm saying. Unless there's the truth in there. And that's what I'm saying. Like even uh, my roommate was talking to me about, you know, he told me when I got home today how the Facebook is banning all the save the children posts. They're shutting them yeah. all down. They're getting rid of them. And I Are was they like, really? Yeah, they're, they're starting. starting to, they're yeah. starting to silence all of those. And I was like, good. I hope they silence all of them. And he was like, why? And I'm like, because the more they silence people, the more it's going to force people to get away from their computers and they're going to act. The more you silence the public, the more the public gets pissed off and realizes that it's not just a hoax. This shit's real being silenced and they're going to start marching the streets. So I, I honestly hope that all these social media platforms. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I hope all these social media platforms do what they think is best and silence everybody and shut everyone down because it's only going to force people out of their homes to take action against people at the top. So I continue to do it. Please, please do. Please think that you're actually suppressing it because all you're doing is poking the fucking beehive and the Hornets are about to come out to play and stab you in the ass. All right. Cause yeah. that's, what's going to fucking happen. And hopefully they don't forget how good protests are even during a pandemic. People don't give a shit. People don't give a shit. You can't. I, th- no, I agree. I'm just saying, you know, these, yeah. all these people, there's a huge argument all oh, black lives matter shouldn't be protesting during this pandemic, but it's important. I mean, I, you have every right to, but if you, if you feel you yeah, need go for it, do it, go for it. But yeah, I'm saying that side and that media, I hope people who protest to say saving the children, hopefully don't turn it on. Look at these non-respectful people protesting yeah. during a, you know, I could just see that being oh, yeah. a manipulated thing. Well, if censored posts on Facebook about it, then how far Which behind you? Prove to you how big it is. Exactly, because that's the biggest platform on the planet right now is Facebook, and and the thing is, is like you can't. And this is the last thing I'll say before we close up here. The thing is, you can't threaten people. If people go out and protest, and you put out, you threaten them with violence in a pandemic. People are already at risk of dying anyway. You have nothing. Yep. Like it's almost like, and not to be funny, like I'm being serious. It's like when the Joker in the Dark Knight, when he's getting beat up by Batman. And the Joker says, you have nothing to threaten me with. Like, yeah. I, I have nothing that you can take from me. So keep hitting me because it's not going to change a thing. You have nothing to make me be afraid. You know, it's like when people have nothing left and people are shut down and silenced and, and told this is what you need to believe. Don't talk about that or whatever. It's going to get ugly. It's going to get ugly real quick because, I yeah. mean, that's part of our amendments is, in, you know, the freedom of speech. And the minute you start shutting that down, regardless if you're a private or public company it ain't gonna be free it ain't gonna be pretty man yeah there's a lot of Heath Ledger Joker sayings that are very uh oh yeah prophetic right now from multiple different he multiple Jokers you know I mean yeah. you could you could pull them from everything you know it's just like he said you know when the chips are down and you know he's like you think their rules and everything apply he's like they'll go out in the streets and eat each other like animals and what yeah. do you see in the protest right now chaos and everybody goes crazy <laughs> yeah and that's what's happening so i mean keep your eyes open people really really i hope people stop trying to protest and support behind their keyboards and i want you to do it in your legislation i want you to do it in your government i want you to do it in those things like do those things because clean out the system yeah, because if you're posting on social media, all you're doing is being like, 
you're giving it to the people who are in charge to see what you're saying and then decide whether or not they want everyone else to see it. They can't silence you in person, you know, shy of tear gassing you or arresting you, but then they can't hide that because the news is there, you know, do those things, make it public. Don't do it on your computer. That means nothing, you know, just that's all I have to say on that. But um, anything you guys want to throw out there before we close up this episode, Nick, anything? No, I think it was good enough ending. Okay. What about you? Babylon on for a while, so. (laughs) Babylon. Babylon. What about you, Cody? Anything you want to promote, talk about, close up here? No. I mean, just keep a lookout for the next episode. We hit 200 followers on Facebook. I know. That's awesome. We're at 201 or 202 right now. Our last video had over 1,000 views, so I'm hoping some of the same same support with this one. And it's seen... All the feedback I'm getting is that you guys like hearing about this shit. So, yeah, I've I've noticed a big change, and, and I love that you guys are loving it because we we love talking about this. We love diving into it. It's 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 fun to do, and and I want to thank everyone for watching the last episode. The fact that we hit over 1K views on that video, whether you watch the full thing or not, it's insane. It is insane yeah. because the video before that is only at like what a couple hundred. Yeah, it's like 4.30 something. Yeah, I mean, so I, I love the fact that you guys are loving this and checking it out and supporting it. If if it's something you think someone else would leave a like and a share. It's free. I truly appreciate it. I don't demand anything from anybody. If you watch it, that's great. That's all I care about. you know. But yeah. if you leave a like and a share, I love that. Um, if you want to support us, make sure you support us uh, not only on Facebook. If you watch on Facebook, you know, check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Just give us a follow. It's the best way you can support us for free because that shows that we actually can track, you know, the listeners that we have and the audience that we have because that helps us. So we know, you know, we're putting out good content that you like. Um, if you know, vice versa, if you're on the audio platform, check us out on Facebook. We always record these episodes. There's great videos that you can watch and you, know, you can actually see our expression, you know, cause yeah. sometimes when Cody or Nick say something, I make an expression like, Oh my God, like you can actually see how we're reacting to these things. Gets blown. <laughs> yeah. And it makes it interactive and definitely leave a comment, you know, negative or positive. I don't care. We love feedback. Um, yeah, I just, we I, I love doing some live videos here soon. Right yeah. Facebook. Yeah, that's something we're going to be testing out. So if you want to interact live with the podcast, you know, that's the best way to do that. We're going to work on doing this live so that you can, you know, type in. We may not comment on every single, you know, message that comes through there. I will be honest because we are discussing the topics. But if it pertains to something or you want to give a shout out, you know, we might throw it in there. And, you know, we would love that. So there's some information we missed that you think is important. Comment. Yeah. Fact fact check us. Even if you're watching the VOD right now fact check us throw it in there you know we're not going to deny anybody because that's the whole thing we're doing is we don't shut anyone down we just want everyone to have their opinion it's freedom of speech wholeheartedly so definitely just flood the comments with whatever you want to say because that's what this is all about is about not silencing anybody you say what you want to say and you know it is what it is so i want to thank everyone for listening to this uh we are going into the next episode here in about a week or so we're going to keep trying to pump these out every week there may be a day or two in delay just because of personal problems or you know life stuff that happens um but thank you again for listening check us out on facebook check us out on spotify anchor.fm itunes google anywhere you love listening to your favorite podcast and uh we will see you next week take it easy